0: Welcome to the Make Room for Your Power podcast, where Coach Tandy Pryor will explore her guest's journey of digging deep and sharing how owning their power has impacted and shown up in their lives and businesses. Get inspired to create the abundant life and business of your dreams. Good afternoon and welcome to Tandy Pryor Coaching, Own Your Power podcast. I am all about owning your power in your life and in your business and uncovering what it looks like when you become separated from that. Because owning your power is not about getting something over on someone like a lot of people you know, get, have a reversion to the word power. It's really about remembering and going back to what is really you and your most authentic self and stepping into that. So, welcome. Today, I am so excited because I have one of my favorite guests, uh, Michelle Anderson. Michelle is a wonderful entrepreneur, a coach, a designer, and just an all around really amazing creative. So, Michelle, welcome. Thank you. Yes, how are you doing?
1: I'm great. I'm happy to be on the call with you.
0: I'm happy to have you here. Now you're the founder of Flourish by design. You're an authentic living expert and you really are about creating interior and exterior spaces that are beautiful, healthy, and stylish reflections of the people who inhabit them. And I like your tagline. What's the tagline that you use is who you are, where you are. Is that correct?
1: Yes. And it applies to my coaching practice as well. And the tagline connecting who you are with where you are is really the mission that I set out to figure out why I loved design so much and why I thought design really mattered. It's because you are connected to your space.
0: Yes. Yes. So explain about that a little bit. What do you mean like we're connected to our space? And how that kind of shows up about, are you living in your power or are you not?
1: Yeah. So I really found myself drawn towards design because I was also trying to figure out who I was. And my journey, I basically became a professional at this thing because I was so fascinated with what made spaces or places feel beautiful to be in. And it really boiled down to the feeling of You being in that space, not just the things in it and what they looked like. And what I mean by that is I was trying to figure out what made really great design. And I couldn't actually complete my studies without really becoming a coach myself and understanding how our environment mirrors what's happening on the inside of us. And by the inside, I mean our emotions, our beliefs, and our behaviors, so what I found after a lot of introspection and work on myself was that your emotions, behaviors, beliefs, all those things are going to mirror in the people, places, and things around you, whether you're aware of it or not. And I found this to be a really profound key to the way that I would continue to design to design and coach with people.
0: Yes. I, I love that. And you also, you bring in, um, you know, I don't, I know that you've merged the coaching and the design business. And I think that's completely magical because it's they all tie together. Both of them tie together. How do you explain that? Like how does the coaching and the design, how do you work together with that? Like how does that work?
1: On the design side, a lot of times my clients will approach me and they know that they're attracted to the way I work. They might not know how to articulate it the same way a coaching client might. However, what I do in the beginning with a design client is something that I call a discovery session where I'm really finding out how they want to live and the feeling around how they want to live. And then we actually implement the design to give them a feeling. It's really not entirely contrast into creating a look. But if you focus on the feeling that they want to get and who they want to be when that space is created, then ultimately you'll have a space that is so suitable for that person. That is why I always have raving fans on the design side. They don't actually realize how much of a trained coach I am sometimes. They're just getting that benefit and they're having a really great experience.
0: Yeah, I love that you're really owning the coaching piece of this. And I know how important that is.
1: And it took me a while to really embrace it. But once I did, I started being attracted to more clients who wanted a, I guess, a more authentic space, which is exactly who I'm here to help. And then on the coaching side, uh, my clients are actually pretty excited when I say that as a part of their private package, they get a chance to work with me on a design audit of their space because they know that I'm the designer and they know that I'm going to make something special. But that we're gonna look at either their home or their office and look at how we're gonna be able to make that a more intimate piece of their growth.
0: Can you um, give like an example of a client that you've helped or your own experience or something more about how this is more applicable? Like we're talking about it and why it's important, but can you talk more specific about how an application, how it applies?
1: Yeah, I'll give two really short examples. One is from my perspective and another one is from the perspective of a client that I'm working with right now. They illustrate two really simple things. How, so, a lot of people that know me know that I'm a fan of my cats and that they play a big role in my life because I don't have kids and I'm a single lady and this, you know, I post pictures on my social media about my kids and I'm proud. I have three of them and they're fun. And I've always had them. So, I know that, you know, I've really been drawn to working with you, Tandy, because you do understand this spatial piece of it. And when we'd been working together for years and you came into my apartment, which was really the apartment that I'm in now at the pinnacle of who I am, this is the space that's all about me. And you realized that I had been talking about creating a space that would attract Friends and an intimate partner. So when I had you over here and the first thing you said was um, Could there be a place in the apartment that is just the cat stuff rather than the cat stuff be in every zone? And I thought gosh, this is so obvious I've been thinking about your you and your myself and my space for so long but yeah if, if you walk in here, there's not really a place to sit where there's no cat hair or a blanket for the cats, or there's toys in every corner. And I thought it's really a crazy cat lady apartment. Even though it's beautiful, there wasn't a place where I could snuggle up with somebody special or just have a drink with my friend without having to make some adjustments. So I did that right away. I knew that that was important. And the other example is, one of my clients, we were speaking and we, she knows that she has the design audit that we're going to get to do her space. And I've actually already, we met on the design side of things. She hired me as a designer and now she's hired me as a coach. So she came dressed very stylishly and spoke a little bit about her closet. And she said, you know what? I didn't think I had anything to wear to our introduction lunch." So I went out and bought this and I said, Well, you look authentic. And I'm so happy to see that you're excited to be wearing this. And she said, You know, I stood in my closet and I said, There's so many things in here that just really aren't me. And that's a big deal when you have things and you're surrounded by things that just aren't you. And I said, Well, you think about what you want to do when we come over and we can go into that closet if you want. But our time together is going to be all about looking at places in your home that aren't about you. And she understood what I was saying. And she, you know, she's so excited because she knows we're going to get a lot done. She's very energetic. So, you know, the, the people that really, they might not really understand the connection, but when I start talking about it, the light bulbs go on. And, you know, she almost had that light bulb before she even sat down with me as she was just describing how it unfolded for herself. So That is what I'm talking about. It might seem small, (laughs) like a pile of clutter or uh, cat stuff on your couch, but it's actually saying who you want to be or you're resisting who you want to be.
0: Well, that's very interesting because you took that even layers deeper. If people are are up for that, um, even your closet represents an inner part of yourself. That's that whole clutter piece, right? And it's also... Um, perhaps dressing in a way that isn't authentic for you. So it can also be, it can be your furniture, like you're saying, it can be a closet, it could be areas that are cluttered, correct?
1: That's right. And so I, of course, am trained as a spatial designer, but when I say that your environment is a reflection of who you are inside, I'm really talking about not just the spaces and the things you have, but also the people, it's been a major theme and my own growth that I'm so excited that I know inside and out at this point. And I realize how important it is to put the people in that group when, when you're thinking about who needs to go and who needs to stay.
0: Wait, 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 explain that a little bit. We have worked together and I know that, um, I totally get what you're talking about, but we, um, understand this whole concept on a a deeper level, explain what you mean about the people, places, and things. Because I can understand if someone's not familiar with uh, being open to all of this different information, how the people part might not initially make sense, then we're talking about closets and then we go to people. I would love for you to tie that, explain the people part, and then kind of tie that all together.
1: Every time I say people, places, and things, I remember a board game that I played when I was young called Pictionary, and it's still around. And so if you were going to draw a noun, you would look at that card and a noun would say people, places, and things. And so I actually picture that card a lot of times. And when you picture that, it's like, what are the physical things that are happening in your world? It's everything on the outside of you and everything that you're experiencing that's Basically, your external world. And sometimes I use designy terms because I was trained as an architect. So your environment can mean your home, but it can also mean your neighborhood or, you know, the place that you work at. And included in those places and spaces are people. They're actually a part of the environment and they're a really big deal. And when you hear stories about, you know, people complaining, this or that person annoys them on a regular basis, you know, a boss or a coworker. That is a part of their environment reflecting something back to them that either they're resisting or a belief they have. So you'll find these things that are causing stress, whether it's your home is making you depressed because it's ugly or you don't feel right there, or you're not connected enough with your spouse because of growing apart or not knowing how to communicate. All these things are in your environment and they are basically, I like to treat them as clues. If something's not working, I want to say why. What's going on on the inside that means that this thing on the outside isn't working? That's how I use the inside and the outside together to Really, I call what I do in my coaching practice kind of like rapid growth, (laughs) like really fast track transformation because we look at both together. So I have found that when I was stuck on some kind of inner growth that I could actually play with my environment and create some momentum because sometimes you do get stuck if you're working through something sticky.
0: Give an example of how that, what's that look like?
1: I remember being married and not being ready to let go of my marriage, even though all the signs pointed towards that this was something that really needed to happen, that I needed to let my husband out of my life. He wasn't enhancing who I was. So in that stagnation and, I, and the stagnation frustrated me, I knew I wasn't really moving anywhere. I completed a really massive home renovation on a fixer-upper that I had purchased. So even though on the inside with my most intimate relationship, I couldn't figure out where to go, I still continued momentum in my exterior environment and I started to feel better. And the way that the transformation turned out, it went from pretty ugly and dumpy to gorgeous. Now, when by the time my home ended up being gorgeous, I felt like a different person. And I actually, through that and continued coaching, had the strength at that point to let go of my marriage, and I did. And just seeing how beautiful my space was on the outside, it said, hey, Michelle, you deserve something beautiful, and you don't feel beautiful on the inside, and this guy is making you feel like poop. And at some point I said, huh, okay, well, I'm glad I continued to work on the outside because that's looking great. This other thing is – it allowed me to part the – Part the junk out of the way and see more clearly the other things that weren't working.
0: That is very, very interesting. Yeah. We were taught, when you talk about people and environments, um, it can be, I've seen all different types of things too. It can be kids. It can be, um, not that you can get rid of the kids, but sometimes you just need new information or new skills. And same with marriages. They always, don't always need to be broken up, sometimes um, that happens. I mean, it just is what happens. And sometimes, again, it's getting new information and change in how you show up, don't you think?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I know that in my experience, I had the opportunity to see that my marriage didn't need to last. But if you start to change you actually might start perceiving the people around you in a different way. And even though that relationship didn't last, I've had other relationships that have come and gone and come back because I actually showed up as a different person. Um, and I was just basically being different. So the other person would react differently. Um, It's kind of eerie. I remember meeting people at different points in my journey and either they wouldn't remember who I was or they would say, oh my gosh, you look completely different. And physically, I didn't really look completely different, but I was just being a different person. And that is something that you just can't avoid when you do your self-growth and you do it well. And because of that, either the people that are in your circle will grow in their own ways alongside you or at a certain pace, or they'll, they'll not grow. And so basically they'll grow away from you.
0: Mm. And that does happen sometimes too, doesn't it?
1: It happened to me a lot more so that people would just grow away from me. I think it told me a lot about who I had put in my circle in the first place and that they didn't ultimately need to be there, or at least that they were inspiring me to grow and grow up and out. I have some really dear friends who come from circles, especially in the city that we live in, where they have had childhood friends and they still have them. And, you know, their 40s and 50s and 60s and whatever. I have people in my circle. And they are usually the most afraid of changing because of, w- of what will happen to the people in their group or losing that group. And I know in my... Time Of knowing these people sometimes i 'd been a little envious that they'd had these friends for so long, but i didn't have that, so it wasn 't as scary to make a friend and then two years later know that they weren't going to be in that circle again. But I can see that for some people, change is very scary because you know you're not just changing your job, you might be changing your entire friend' circle and the groups that you participate in and need a break from your family at the same time. And that can be so frightening that it's paralyzing. And I've actually seen people go through that.
0: And or they turn away from it and decide not to move to the next level of evolution for their life or their business too. It happens sometimes.
1: Well, sadly, that's what I see most of the time.
0: <laughs> I talk about all about owning your power and this is part of it. Like when you own your space and every single thing that's in it and you're willing to hear the truth and from a coach or um, a designer about what's working or what's not or how you can improve that. Tell me some of the, I mean, we've talked about some of this, like some of the challenges people might face when they go to start owning their power and we talked about that a little bit but what are some of the other things that show up
1: a lot of things will show up and i'm glad that i've stuck with it for so long so that i'm prepared when other people tell me you know things that might seem really weird and i'm like oh yeah that'll happen you know like what uh getting really sick for no reason or seemingly no reason, or out of the blue, and being laid up in bed for a week, even if you're usually healthy, uh, that could happen. And definitely at a time when there's a meeting that you have to be at, it's a make or break it meeting, um, your subconscious mind will just throw you a pretty big curveball. It's just you know kind of resistance of going to the next level and I had a theme for a little while that every time I would up level in my business I would rearrange somebody so I'd get excited about making more money and then I'd have to pay some kind of deductible on my car (laughs) (laughs) an accident a sickness um, some person that either you know or don't know reacting strangely or lashing out or blaming you for something that you didn't do all of a sudden, you know, things that don't make sense and they don't have to make sense. You just can know, oh, this strange thing is because I'm changing. Because when you change the rules, people can sense that even if they don't know what's going on or not. Um, And things will just show up and good things will show up too uh, when you change. So it's not all bad. It's just that those Weird things can be signs that you're changing in a good way, and that that's
0: okay. But can you tell me just in a quick thing, um, the summary of why those things happen? Like, I understand that you're saying it's a resistance to the next level, but what drives that? Like, if we were explaining that to someone who had no idea what we were talking about, can you explain that a little bit? Because it does sound, if you don't understand it, it'd be like, what are you talking about?
1: Yeah, I'll try my best to explain it. It's just something that I've gotten really used to and I think is funny now. So when something does show up, I laugh. I say, oh, something good is happening. And what happens is that you'll set your sights on where you want to go and you'll basically set an intention. Okay. This many clients, I want to attract a new partner. I, you know, want to be invited to an exclusive event something like that and that event or circumstance might materialize or be about to materialize and something will show up to stop you and the best way i can explain that is just that you're creating this momentum and you're stating that you want to change and Something about the resistance in your subconscious mind is what I call it, which is basically the mechanism that wants to keep you safe. It's just an old school safety mechanism. Like, Hey, you want to stay right here so you can say, stay safe. But the safety is just an illusion and it's keeping you where you wound up and where you wound up isn't where you set your intentions at your intentions are where you want to go. So Something is going to be attracted to where you currently are to stop you. And you just have to say, I know what this is. This is that thing that wants to keep me safe. And I'm going to step over it, move through it, let it pass. And I'm going to get to my intention.
0: Thank you for that. So we're getting ready to wrap up. I want to just get, what's one thing that people can do today when, you know, like we're going to close this out Give me one or two things that they can begin to do to shift into their power around their space.
1: One of my absolute favorite things is a tool that is really already in a box, ready to go, turnkey, just do this thing. And that's that Mary Kondo book, The Magic Art of Tidying, where she shares how to declutter the real way and I will say, I thought I was a professional at organizing until I read that book. I realized she spoke about a lot of the things that you and I have spoke about today, but she really laid it out in plain English and just said, you know, this is just the basic science behind it. And here's a little, a very simple step about how to declutter once and for all. And I did exactly what she said in the book, and I had a really profound result, which was Yes, my space was decluttered, but I felt better. If if feelings are on a scale of one to 10, I would say it took me up a couple of notches. And that is priceless in my opinion. If you're gonna start to go up a couple of notches on the feeling scale. <laughs> so that is one of my favorite things. And if I feel junky, I'll go through my space and I'll do a little Marie Kondo. Um, and then the other thing is, some people are just going to be resistant to doing anything in their space. They just are. And, you know, you need to pay attention to that. And for me, one thing that I try and make sure that I do is things that are, since I am a small business person and I run a few different ventures, I can drive myself into being like a workaholic So I write down a list you know, ultimately we're trying to reach a feeling. And on that list, I have like 10 things that make me feel the way I want to feel if I achieve the goals that I have set before me. So if I want to make a million dollars or have a romance or feel like I'm at the beach, I have a little list of things that make me feel like that. And I will say, Michelle, you're working past six o'clock, you need to stop and get that list out and do it. And it's basically making yourself do fun things. It might sound simple, but actually embracing fun, I had to make myself do it, and it had a really profound change in my life. And my list, for example, has hiking, singing, um, creative things like painting, spending time with friends, uh, getting near water, even if it's not the beach, just all those things that bring me into a state of joy and love, You know, making sure that I go to concerts that really delight me. Because you're, if you're working so hard to get to the fun thing, go ahead and put the fun things in there, and it's almost like you start to meet yourself halfway.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. It's hashtag make yourself do fun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which is one of my mantras because I can tend to be like, oh no, you'll just get this thing done. I I come from a family of doers. We're just task oriented. We got to do it.
0: Yes. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being here today and for sharing your wisdom and all of your tips and your insights. And um, I can't thank you enough. I think it's amazing and um, look forward to staying in touch. And if you want to reach out to Michelle, where can they find you?
1: You can find me at michelleanderson.com and that's Anderson with an S E N at the end. And I also have a really nice Instagram feed where I put a lot of tips in my little messages, which is Michelle Lynn Anderson. If you are an Instagram fan, like I know a lot of people are, that's where I'm hanging out as well.
0: All right. Well, thank you again. We are now going to wrap up today's broadcast of On Your Power with Tandy Pryor Coaching. Thank you again for stopping by and look forward to connecting again.
1: You're welcome. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to Make Room for Your Power today. Ready to change your life? Email Tandy at tandypriorcoaching.com or visit tandypriorcoaching.com. To schedule a consultation, Tandy is known for going there. She will bring depth, accountability, soulful intuition, sales, business and relationship skills and non-stop encouragement to the table.